Thank you for listening to the Direction for Life broadcast with Drs. Herbert and Marsha Bailey. We'd love to have you at any of our three campuses. In Columbia, join us at 3506 Broad River Road. If you're in Orangeburg, meet us at 990 Willington Drive. In Florence, join us at 1507 West King Avenue. For more information, including service times, visit rdci.info. We hope you enjoy today's broadcast. Today's message is, it's going to fall into your lap by Pastor Chandler Bailey. That thing you've been working on, that thing you've been pressing to do, it's going to fall into your lap. You didn't expect to transition this early. You didn't know how quick was God was going to do it. But God told me to tell someone this early afternoon that it's going to fall into your lap. I know you want to use your hands. I know you want to use your mind, your muscle, your relationships. But there's some people in here who may not have all the connections, but you have the faith to decree and declare it's going to fall into my lap. Someone say it's going to fall into my lap. It's going to fall into my lap. I want to stay here real quick in this vein. And so I was researching this thing about the word lap. And so your, your, your thighs and your legs, they don't become a lap until you're seated. These are thighs. But here, bring the chair, camera, if you will. But it turns into a lap when I sit down. So Luke 638, put that on the screen real quick for me. So what I get blessed by is that these thighs turn into a lap only when I'm seated. Only when I'm settled. Only when I truly believe what God has for me is for me. I don't got to do nothing else but stay in the position of faith. Someone who's crazy enough, just shout faith. So when God tells us in Luke 6, 38, if they can put it up, that this pressed down, shaking together, running over type of blessing, KJV says bosom, and we're going to go into that later on, but I want to show you another translation. It says the word lap. It's going to be giving into your lap. For with the measure that you have, have given, it's the same measure will be given to you. The Lord says this, I'm going to pour it on your lap. Oh, that level of finances that you need, that you don't know how you're going to strive to get. God says, stay in position, grandma. Stay in position, auntie. Stay in position. I'm going to put it in your lap. Well, God, it's not enough days left. I don't know how you're going to do it. I don't know where it's going to come from. Stop worrying about something that's only designed to fall on you. We have so many go-getters. Where are my go-sitters? I'll go sit on God's promises. I'll go sit on God's word. I'll go sit somewhere. God, where do you want me to be still at so that I can see your glory and see your faithfulness and trust that whatever you have for me is already pressed down? That means I have to put my ingredients away. The only way you can press down and shake it together, I have to trust in the Chef Boli version of God. I got to trust that God knows how to stir it in the pot better than me. He knows how long it needs to be in the oven. Sit down somewhere. Get out the kitchen. We have so many people working their faith like they're trying to hang out in the kitchen with God. And if God's like my wife, she hates when I'm in the kitchen with her. Chandler, get out the kitchen. She she almost gets an attitude with me. I'm like, where's the disrespect coming from? And I remind myself that I married a country girl and she gets upset when I'm in the kitchen. I believe God's been looking at some of us like, you've been trying to help me this whole year. Instead of trusting that I just want you to sit down and wait on the Lord. I just want you to wait on the Lord. I'm trying to do something in your life, but it requires a little bit more stillness. We got to get seated. Sit it. He's going to give it. He's going to push. He's going to drop it right where you're called to be. We're not streaming. We're going to have fun today because I'm going to keep it real. We family. Someone say we family today. Because my wife and I were believing God for some things right now. 
and, and we, we've been in it, we're basically approved to do some things and move forward in life. And I really believe that this is going to fall in our lap. Amen. I don't want to look like everyone else is looking. I don't want to search like everyone else is searching. I want a story with this thing. I want, I want this thing to fall on my lap. And someone says, I heard that you were looking for it. And I think there's somebody and your name's in the wind over there. I want to give God some space to drop something in my life, you know. And so I, I'm making a decision that I'm going I'm to get wisdom and counsel, but I'm going to stay in the faith spot as long as I can. I'm not, I didn't work my faith to get approved. You see that? I'm staying in faith while I'm approved. And there's someone in here, you need to keep the faith. Don't allow anybody who's finally on board with you to keep you from the space of faith where you're sitting and hoping and believing for God to drop it in your lap. Can someone say it's going to fall in my lap? Your thighs don't become a lap until they're seated. No one ever says, let me see your thighs, see your lap. No, you can't see your lap until you're seated. Thanks, Cam. And so what my point is, God wants you to sit on God's promises again this morning. He wants you to trust that you need to sit in God's promises. The principle of reason in this scripture comes from Proverbs 16 and 33. And this is what it says. It says this. We may throw the dice. I love this translation. We're going to go through a couple of them. But the Lord determines how they fall. Another translation tells it, tell, tells it to us like this. The lot is cast into the lap, but, it, but it's every decision is from the Lord. Well, Chandler, I hear you up there talking about blessings falling into my lap, but my life seems like it's very random. It looks like things are operating in order like I designed and desired them to. I have planned my way from victory to victory and victory. And it seems like things are out of my control. Things are beyond my reach. How can blessings fall on my lap? I'll show you. It's going to happen because what's random to you at any moment can be a purpose to God. Whatever you think is a random occurrence, God said it could be my purpose. So someone accidentally blessing you is really not, it might be their accident, but it was God's intentionality. I believe somebody in here, God, before this time in the years out, God could have someone's mistake become your miracle. God could have someone's, oh, I did not mean to, but go ahead and keep it. (laughs) Oh, we didn't know, we didn't know, we didn't know, we didn't get a chance to see you, but since we did approve you, here it is. God's God's about to cut some red tape for someone in here. Red tape, some red tape of bondage, red tape of stereotypes, red tape of, red tape of racism, red tape of bureaucracy. God said, I'm about to remove the tape. I'm going to give you the keys to the door. You're going to go to the door and realize the door is already open. Well, why'd you give me the keys so you can lock it behind you? Because I don't want no one else in here but you. I don't want nobody else in this door but you. Sometimes we think the keys are to to open the door. Sometimes God gives you keys to be petty back against the devil. No, baby girl, these keys are for you to lock the door behind you so no one else can get to where you got. Come on. God says it's going to fall into your lap. Proverbs 16 and 33 says we may throw the dice, but the Lord determines how they fall. Well, here's an example of this scripture. It's an servant, a servant. I would say someone on the team of Jesus. He wasn't an apostle, someone of great uh, uh, significance, value biblically. His Bible's not mentioned all, his name's not mentioned all throughout the Bible. Uh, There's no scriptures of this person I'm about about to mention, but what happens here in the scripture found in Acts chapter one, we see Judas has already committed suicide 
and his suicide has has gotten, it was popular throughout the whole village, throughout the whole town. Everyone heard about Judas who sold Jesus uh, to his betrayers uh, for money. But then after he sold Jesus, he lost his soul and his mind went crazy and he went to a field to commit suicide. And so in verse 21 of Acts chapter one, it says, therefore it is necessary to choose one of the men who have been with us the whole time the Lord Jesus was living among us. Uh, We need to replace this spot. Judas committed suicide. We got to find somebody to replace his position as apostle. Verse 22, beginning from John's baptism to the time when Jesus was taken up from us. Let's stay here. I want to, we want to make sure this person is nobody new. We don't want this being a newbie. There's nothing wrong with, I know we have a lot of followers right now, but we need to find someone who is faithful since the beginning. Faithful when no one else knew that Jesus could be faithful. Someone who can rock with us when they thought Jesus would just die and not come back. But everyone else saw him resurrect. So everybody's trying to hang with us now. They've seen the resurrection power. But who was with us before we knew that Jesus had this resurrection power going on? So beginning from John's baptism to the time when Jesus was taken up from us, for one of these must become a witness with us of his resurrection. So they nominated two men, church. One's name was Joseph called Bersabbas, also known as Justice, and the other was Matthias. Verse 24 is so crucial. Then they pray, Lord, you know everyone's heart. Show us which of these two you have chosen. So how are we going to do this? Chosen for the apostolic ministry, which Judas left to go where he belongs. Judas commits suicide. The the apostolic ministry is a gap here. We need to fill it with someone new, someone different, someone who you want, God. But we don't know who to choose, so we're going to do something random. We're going to do something random. Can I get like four pieces of candy real quick? We're going to do something random. And so this is what they do. They cast the lots, and the lots fell to Matthias. So he was added to the 11 apostles. I want you to see how random this is. It's like someone saying this. It's like me having my eyes closed and I got to find out where the Twizzler is. And I throw it in the air like this and they land. Or you're flipping a coin and you got to find out where the Twizzler is. What they did was they said, we're going to give lots out to people. And they used to have a certain color or a certain length of it. And whoever had, whoever pulled it, you can tell how long it was. But whoever pulled the one that was the shortest or the longest per se, that was the one who was selected. But here we go. Then the cast, they cast lots, and the lot fell to Matthias, Matthias. So he was added to the 11 apostles. What looked like an accident was totally on purpose. All of us didn't get through the door the same way. Some of us, we planned our life. Some of us, God dropped your life on you. Some of us, we tried to work our way. And some of us, God dropped a spouse on you. God dropped a, a house on you, dropped a next level on you, dropped it. Has anybody ever had a blessing drop on you before? And so what Matthias is realizing is I just was okay with serving. I was okay with being in position. I was okay with just hanging out with the Jesus guys. I never knew that I would be one of them. And now because of the lots that were cast, something that looked like it was accident, something that looked like it was random, we recognize is now purpose. God's saying this, how does it apply to your life? Be open to the random because through the random, I could be doing something that's intended to be my purpose. Be open, to, be open to a change of plans. Well, God, I really want you to do it. And for everyone who calculates and who thinks thoroughly with time, you're great. You know how to do, these, do life. You know how to schedule and work your Google calendar and all that. And there's a place for that. 
But let me tell you about someone who used to have a PhD of crisis mode. <laughs> I used to live in a crisis mode a lot. Let me tell you something, how you went. For those of you all who aren't planners sometimes. What you realize is the only way I can get to somewhere that necessarily takes more time for me to get there, then I have to do something unordinary. I got to do something extraordinary or something different. Or God has to shift something, shake something, move something, do something that may inconvenience me, but I'll look like it's intended purpose later. And so what I'm saying that in order for God to do some things that he promised you in January from now to December, you have to be open to something that may look like it's not designed the way you want. You may have to be open to God firing someone over here and hiring someone over there and moving you over there. You may have to be open to God doing this there and doing that there and doing that there so he can thrust you there. But the only way those things can happen in your life is you're still open. So I speak random blessings over you right now between now and 1231. That even this week that you will be open to the exceedingly, exceedingly above what you can ask or think side of God. And the only way that it can be exceedingly is if it exceeds what you expected got to be open to the random. The only way that it's above is if it's above what you thought was required. I did not know. I, Matthias, this is, Matthias could be like, yo, this is above me. This is above me now. I did not know I had to be an apostle. I was just serving God. Not only am I an apostle, you chose me to replace the one that betrayed Jesus. Everyone's going to hear about me. Yo, that's the dude that, got, that's the dude that replaced Judas. You see him? He's, he only got in because one of the apostles killed themselves and betrayed Jesus. You see him? And, and there's some of us, you got in. You wasn't now, but you were next. You wasn't the first plan, but you were the second plan. You wasn't plan A, but you're plan B. But you say, I'm going to be the best plan B I can be. I'm going to be the blessed plan C. I'm going to be the blessed plan D. I can't, I can't help that someone came before me, but I'm here now, and I'm going to do what I, I'm called to do and be what God called me to be. That's the posture of receiving the fact that it can fall on your lap. So is there anyone still in this afternoon, are you open to God blowing your mind? Are you still open to God blowing your mind? Not calculated, not planned moves, over the top. Someone say we serve an over-the-top God. When I think of over-the-top, I just saw pancakes just now in my mind. And I don't know because I'm hungry, but at, but at Crackle Barrel, they got these pancakes and it adds cinnamon on top of it. And it's extra cinnamon. And then they have the nerve to ask you, do you want syrup? What do you mean? Everything's already there. But just in case you want something a little bit over the top. What I see God doing is the unnecessary sweetness of your life. I see God saying, I know you thought that was enough, but I have furniture for it too. Oh, I know you were open to whatever, but we want you to choose the colors. God wants you to, oh, God wants to take you into a room, take you into a season where he starts honoring your specific request. Woo! God can do it. I didn't say he's going to do it all the time, but he can do it. If you're open to the random, if you're open to God taking care of what color it is and what version it is and how big do you want it? Is this the right model of your breakthrough? No, God, I need model SQH19. What type of breakthrough is that? It's the breakthrough that makes sure my kids know I'm blessed too. Okay, that's not enough, angels. She needs to make sure her kids know I did it. Well, well, where are your kids? Well, God, my kids aren't in the will of God. So if you're going to bless my life, you got to get their attention because my kids aren't paying attention to you, God. Okay, we're going to make sure mama raises up high with authority so that everyone can see that mama got the hand of God on her life. God wants to make sure that what he's doing in your life is over the top. 
When you have the posture of God making sure it falls in your lap, it's over the top. One can say it's unnecessary. So we heard of this side of God, but I have a question again. Are you open to God blowing your mind? Well, in order to be open to God blowing your mind, you have to understand that you qualify not because of anything you've done, your family done, or anybody else has done. Someone say faith. Faith Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So how do I qualify for this over-the-top, unnecessary type of blessing? How do I qualify for something that I technically did not have to work for or it belonged to me? Let's look at Jeremiah. You qualify because God gave it to you, spoke it to you, put it into you before you were in your mother's womb. That means before anything bad happened to your family, before we lost grandma, before mom and dad broke up, before you lost the job, before you lost the money, God spoke something in your life. And Jeremiah 1 and 5 says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Knew and knowledge goes together. Knowledge means studied. You had something. God saw something in you. He worked something in you, created you, fashioned you in a way. He did all that before you even got here. Qualities of you. I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. All this happens before Jeremiah is here. Someone say, I'm here on assignment. I just have to find my divine appointments. Appointments come before assignments. Appointments are scheduled. They just haven't happened yet. The blessing that God has for you that's going to fall in your lap is scheduled for you to be at the right place at the right time. Sometimes being at the right place at the right time looks like you're doing the wrong thing at the wrong time. So everyone else might be losing their mind because the economy is going down. But the right place at the right time is keeping your tithe and being faithful and, and, remi- and remembering that he can give you peace that surpasses all understanding. And so you have to be at those appointments that God has called you to so you can fulfill your assignment. Jeremiah, I know you don't know why I chose you. Jeremiah, I know you think you're too young. Jeremiah, but the thing is, I placed you in this world at this time for an appointed time to be a prophet to the nations. Well, God, I'm too young. It doesn't matter what they think or what you think. Well, God, I don't have the right connections. Don't worry. Everything's going to connect later. See, when you accept the fact that blessings can fall in your lap from, from God Almighty, you can trust that as you stay in the position of sitting on the things of God, being still in those moments that God's calling for you, everything's going to connect from your place of obedience. As I stay focused and stay in the place of commitment with the things of God, everything else is going to connect. Everything else is going to connect. I don't need everything else to connect. No, it needs to connect because I'm connected. Everything is going to connect. Well, I understand this, but how can this happen? How can this happen? Well, Luke 6 and 38 says this, give and it'll be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give into your bosom. Bosom, 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 bosom. Historically, this was a man-driven society when this text was written. So historically, when it said the word men, it was talking about men. We know now it implies to all of us because they used to only count men back in those days. And so a man would walk around and he would have this gown or this robe on. And, the, and men didn't carry purses or things on their head like, like the woman did. So a man, if he had to carry something, he would open up the portion of his robe and tie something real tight here. He would stuff as many 
the, of what he could inside, whether it's fruit, whether it's vegetables, or whatever, pieces of paper, whatever, hay, grain, he would stuff it in there. So when the Bible says press down, shake it together, that was a real cultural communication point for people. They literally saw more than enough. And they said, press down, shake it together, wait, hold on, and running over? Oh man, that means it's so much inside of me that is running over. So they saw the vision of what that looked like. They imagined that vision. And so imagine God, whatever you believe in God for, for it to be pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Imagine that and give God a praise right now. Just imagine that. Imagine that. But that's not enough. The reason why that's not enough, because we now know biblically that it also means something else. The bosom is a place where we rest our emotions. Like we take things to heart here. It's a place of importance. So not only is God pressing down, shaking together stuff, but those things in your life that hurt you, those things in your life that, that you hang on to, God's saying, as you allow me to excavate you in the posture of being still and sitting on the promises of God, I have more space, I have more capacity where I can press down the things I have for you. Not the wounds of your dad being pressed down, not the wounds of family and generational curses, no, the wounds of generational blessings. The, 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 I want to press some things down in your bosom. Now that it's shaking together, running over, for with the same measure that ye meet with all it should be measured to you again. That's why it's so important to keep the posture of giving. Not just giving from your hand, but giving from your heart. God spoke this to me recently. He said, before I bless your hands, Chandler, I always bless your heart. I give your heart the idea of sowing big seeds. I give you, until you're, you, you can't fake with generosity with your hands. Until you have it in your heart, God does not have to bless your hands. He knows our heart. Matthias, they said, they said, both of these men are in position. We have justice here. We have Matthias. We, we could have just choose any of them. But Lord, we need you to make a decision. Now, we're going to cast lots. But here, God, here's the quality of the decision we need you to make. You know their hearts. We don't. So whatever decision you make, God, we know you're a God that sees hearts. So for many of us in here to be open to things dropping in our lap, we got to ask ourselves, what's in our heart? God is not going to stuff anything that he has for you inside a heart that's carrying a whole bunch of unforgiveness. It's not going to drop in your lap if it has to go through bitterness as well. God's not allowing, he's not sharing spaces no more. The Lord's not sharing space with, with being mad and angry and, fit and having fits and being upset. God wants all of that space. Proverbs 16 and 33. We may throw the dice, but the Lord determines how they fall. You can't help the hand that God, you can't help the hand that life has given you. But what you can learn to do is play your cards differently. God said, I can determine it. I can turn your parents', I can turn your parents divorce into a book that you write for young people on how to walk through life when your parents are having a divorce. I can turn that thing. I can determine it. I can turn uh, of, of the grief that you, your whole family used to have. Everyone, everyone was, my whole family always grieved. You can learn what grief is and study what grief is and get God's word on what grief is and learn to grieve the way the Lord called us to grieve. And now you come out on top. What happens? God determines. Someone say God determines how I fall. I don't have to fall like everybody else. I don't have to do what everybody else does. I can give God access to my life and allow him to determine how I fall. No longer am I whining about the, 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 the deck of cards that life has given me. God's going to show me how to play my hand. God's going to show me how to work my gift that I have, work my story, uh, work, 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 work what God placed in my soul. God's going to show me how to work this thing. So it's going to fall in your lap. You might have been trying to work on something, but God said, I'm going to take care of it because you're in position.
God knows the people who've been counting you out. You don't have to, you don't think about them. God said, because I already thought about them. And when I bless you, I have everything in mind that's been looking at you. I have everything that's been sizing you up, sizing your children up, sizing your life up. You don't have to put your mind on man and people focus on, say this with me. Lord, I will keep my mind off the pettiness and I will focus on the promises. Promise over pettiness lifestyle. God has promises for you, but you got to set your mind in order. Because God wants to do this. God wants to bless you. God wants to reward you. And God wants to do some great things in you. But guess what? It's going to happen by God's divine purpose. Not your wiring to be petty. It's going to fall in your lap, in your bosom. It's going to be real to you. So I told you earlier that the bosom is a place where our feelings reside. So when God says this, give and it shall be given to you. Someone shout that part. Someone say that part. When I say give and it'll be given to you, I'm talking about that part where you sacrifice. That part where people don't know the whole story as if you needed them to know anyway. I'm talking about the part that where you recognize that this is beyond people. This is about God. This is about what God wants to do in my life and I'm all in. I'm talking about the times you've sown your time, your space, your energy, your emotions, the time you fasted, the time you prayed in season and out of season, the time you gave when you did not have enough for yourself. And for some of you all, you didn't have nothing to give. So the only thing you could give was your tears. But whatever it is, God says, I seen it. And I, you showed up, daughter. You showed up, son. You showed up in your obedience. You showed up with what you have. And God's saying, I'm going to press it down. Shake it together means making it make sense. I'm going to shake it together. I'm going to shake it together. I'm going to make it make sense of why you're carrying so much blessings. You won't have to explain yourself. People will say, he was the guy who kept showing up with a praise. When no one else was trying to give God praise. He, oh, yeah, you see him? Oh, you, oh, you heard? Yeah, by the way, that's the guy who used to run around the church all the time. <laughs> Are you still open to God doing some things that will blow your mind? In order to receive what God has for you, you have to shamelessly understand there are some things God has for you that are just for you. To order this message, call 877-798-5433 or order online at www.rightdirection.info. Just ask for It's Going to Fall Into Your Lap. If you are in our area, come join us at one of our three locations. In Columbia, South Carolina, Sunday morning worship is at 7.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. Wednesday Bible study is at 12 noon and 7 p.m. Friday, Women's Bible Study is at 12 noon. Our worship center is located at 3506 Broad River Road in Columbia. In Orangeburg, South Carolina, join us with campus pastors Trey and Katie Brave for Sunday morning worship at 10.30 a.m. and Tuesday evening Bible study at 7 p.m. We're located at 990 Willington Drive in Orangeburg. In Florence, South Carolina, join us with campus pastors Dwayne and Denise White for Sunday morning worship at 10.30 a.m. and Tuesday evening Bible study at 7 p.m. We're located at 1507 King Avenue in Florence. Please email your testimonies to praisereport at rightdirection.info or letters can be mailed to P.O. Box 21672, Columbia, South Carolina, 29221. 
please consider partnering with us or send a one-time financial gift. For more information, visit our website at rightdirection.info or call us toll-free at 877-798-5433. Right Direction Ministries, empowering people and changing generations.